start using cutting-edge warp speed 5G technology with your cell phone. Let me tell you about my friends at MobileMobile.io. They have an ultra-fast 4G LTE and 5G network that covers 99% of Americans. So they've got you covered everywhere. Think about it for a moment. You have the opportunity to take a test drive for 10 days with unlimited talk, text, and premium data. What is premium data? Premium data is an allotment of a cellular data that you receive from a higher priority on the network. You won't get throttled like you will with some of those, well, non-brand service providers. To find out more information, all you have to do is go to mobilemobile.io. That's mobilemobile.io to start your 10-day free trial. This show is brought to you by Safety FM. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of The Jay Allen Show. I hope everything is good and grand inside of your neck of the woods. It's been a fun year so far, just taking a look at all the things that are going on. And you kind of take a look back for a moment and you go, where has all the time gone? It's unbelievable that we're already at the end of September. The new year will be here in no time as you take a look forward. So let me tell you what we have going on today. I have the opportunity of sitting down with Harry Turner, the nocturnal therapist. If I was to tell you exactly how he describes himself, for more than a decade I have dedicated my life to helping others break through personal barriers, overcome life's challenges, and lead generally happy and healthier lives. I've traveled worldwide spreading love throughout volunteerism. It inspired me to create a nonprofit organization. My passion led me to be employed by a mental health department of a multi-level security state correctional center, the emergency department of a major nonprofit hospital, and a major community mental health clinic in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I later created my private practice diverse counseling solution, LLC, and now my online platform, School of the Outliers. So I want you to sit back today and take a listen to this conversation between Harry Turner and myself. We're going to take some deep dives into mental health and other things that are out there. So sit back and take a listen right now on The Jay Allen Show. The Jay Allen Show is streaming now on safetyfm.live. Hey, all right. Well, it's definitely a pleasure to see you and, uh, you know, to meet you. Well, it's a pleasure to finally see Well, I saw you for a few minutes, but I couldn't hear you. So this is so this, <laughs> so this is good. And sorry about the delay on getting this done. Um, I, I You've been kind of busy with the, with the weather thing, so I entirely get that. But of course, I have to ask the question, number one, are you fine? Because it looks like you're, it seems like you're in a good place. So that, that's important. But you just said that your family's displaced at the same time, too. So are you in close proximity or still kind of distanced away? Yeah, no, my, my, my parents, they're up in, uh, uh, they're at the top of Louisiana. I'm, in, I'm from the, uh, well, I'm in the capital, Baton Rouge. So they're about three hours, three and a half, four hours away. Um, and as long as they're alive, you know, we've been through Katrina. We've been, you know, my parents been through Hurricane Betsy and Camille, for those of y'all who know the like the, those historic hurricanes. And so for them, as long as they're alive, they're good to go. You know, they can replace everything else, the house and everything else, you know. Oh, absolutely. So I have to ask, of course, the other strange question, late night show. So are you still doing it with everything going on in your lifetime at the moment? Oh, most certainly. Never, nothing ever stops. 
I, I just want to make sure because, you know, sometimes, you know, when things go out of the ordinary, people go, OK, time to drop the mic and, and move on to some something else for the time being. Well, so I just want to make sure. Well, let me say this. I you're this today is my this is the first podcast. As soon as this is done, I'm into uh, When Harry Met Daphne, my second podcast. Then from there, uh, I have four other podcasts I'll be doing. So just today I'll be doing six podcasts. So no, ain't nothing slowed down oh, for me. <laughs> okay. So, wow. So it keeps you busy. So I'm going to tell you, you know, we, we met on matchmaker is how we kind of came about. And I always have a weird time having that discussion with people at the very beginning, because if you, if you're not familiar with it, somebody automatically assumes it's a dating site, which that's not the right. case. Especially, it's, it's, I mean, when I had to explain it to my spouse, it was like, I'm investing into this company, but this is what they do. And it's not a dating website. So it's always, it's always an interesting conversation. But I have to tell you, when, we, uh, when we're kind of going back and forth, I was taking a look at some of the information that I could find. And what amazed me is that you are a psychotherapist. Yes. But you started off in the world of criminology. Yes. How did, how did you go down this path and you make it to where you're at right now? Uh, okay, to where I'm at right now. That's a long journey, but uh, I'll say that. Well, 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 let's, let's, let me rephrase yeah, yeah, that. Please. How, did you, how did you get in from criminology to go into psychotherapy? I mean, I guess if when, once I ask the question out loud, I can see where it might tie in, but at the same time, you know, not a lot of people make that connection. Yeah, so for me, uh, criminology, I took that up whenever I came back to school the second time, because at first I was pre-med. I got, uh, you know, one semester away from graduating my pre- with, with my biological science degree. And I said, I don't want to be a doctor. So I took some time Hold off. on. Did you say one semester? Yeah. One semester away? Oh my, you're, you're committed. You're committed then for sure. Oh, yeah. Meaning that you'd be committed now that you're committed. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, but I'm committed to my, once I make up my mind, I'm committed to that. Always. So for me, it was pointless to get a sheet of paper because a sheet of paper doesn't define me. I mean, yes, I know in the world of of symbolism, especially here in America, sheets of paper and letters, they mean things, but they uh-huh. don't to me. So, I mean, it means that I get to do a thing, but it never defined who I am personally. So when I returned back, criminology, sociology, with a concentration of criminology, it was a study of human behavior. And I've always been fascinated by that. Uh, and so I just zoomed through that. And after I finished my bachelor's degree, I knew I couldn't Unless I went for the CIA or FBI, it was pretty difficult to get a job with just criminology. And I saw a flyer with this uh, this Caucasian male, and it's, it's relevant, with a bunch of, uh, he had a, plenty of African children around him, and he was holding one up. And it gave me such a warm feeling in my heart. And I saw the School of Social Work on it. So I went to the School of Social Work, and uh, basically the director there, she said, yeah, that's that was Aldine. Um, that picture is actually a picture he took when he was overseas. We actually don't do that. We do micro level work, which is like therapy and stuff like that. He, she said that he just liked the picture and put it on there, but that's what led me to the school and I didn't have any plans for anything else. So I said, okay, to hell with it. I'll just check and see what this social work thing is about. Had no idea I would end up becoming a psychotherapist, but there's a difference between therapy and psychotherapy. Would you like me to go into that? Oh, absolutely. Of course. We have people that want to to know more. Okay. All right. All right. Therapy versus psychotherapy. So typically therapists, they they, uh, focus on everyday functioning, right? So you're having issues in your marriage or you're having issues at the job or managing stress. They they help to to help a person get to a baseline level of functioning that's healthy. Psychotherapists, at least the way that I see it, we're more Freudian and, and Carl Jung-like um, in that for me, everything begins, every experience we've ever had matters. 
And so when someone comes into my office, I want to know about the limiting beliefs. They may not know it, and I don't ask them like this, but I'm trying to identify the limiting and unhealthy beliefs they've adopted from childhood in the traumatic experiences that they've had, because in those traumatic experiences, we make a conclusion about ourselves in those experiences. And that leads to a limiting belief and a lifetime pattern. I've, I've done hypnotherapy with people in their seventies that went back to memories when they were two and three years old that begin a lifetime pattern. And they just now identifying it in their seventies. So every single experience we've had, it builds on each other. Every single time we feel anxious, it's not just in the current that we're experiencing, even though logically the mind says that it's every single time we've been anxious. Every time we feel sad, it's every experience we had with sadness. So it always goes back to the beginning. And so for me, psychotherapy, just my opinion, and I'm biased now uh, because I'm a psychotherapist, but for me, it's shooting at the base of the fire instead of at the top of the flames. I won't put out the fire, you know. When you start going through the process, just for us to have a better understanding as well, it's not a one or two time conversation because this is going to take some time to develop because somebody's not going to open up to you of, let me tell you my, what I would consider my deepest and darkest secrets to some extent. So what is the what is the path that you normally would have to go down just to be able to get some of this information? Well, the same path that you would go down for anything else that you're intentional about learning. It takes time and dedication and diligence. But also, if you have a competent uh, therapist, then they they make things a lot easier. So, so oftentimes, people come to my office at this point. People come to my office, and I've been studying human behavior so long that when they come into my office, they tell me a few sentences, and I can tell them their life story. And so that automatically makes a person feel much more comfortable with opening up. He's like, oh, shit, well, he already knows anyway, you know? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I tell them, I say that I'm not a psychic. That's not... I'm not, you know, I can't see that. It's literally we are much more uh, uh, programmed than we realize. We think that every single decision we make is an autonomous uh, decision in which we're exercising 100% control, but rarely do we ever exercise our own individual autonomous control. And so it's understanding why, you know. So let me ask the strange question here because I say this all the time, so I want to get your opinion on it. Do you think that what makes you very good at your job and your career path makes you have crappy personal relationships to an extent because you already kind of can recognize and read people? No, actually, my personal relationships are typically pretty, pretty rewarding, you know, uh, because the reading of people, for me, people are no more than an extension, uh, a separate version, an extension of myself. And so really... The only reason we even... Hold on, are you telling me you're hanging around crappy people? Jeez, thanks. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, 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 but seriously, I see people as an extension of myself. And so uh, for, for me, it's always an opportunity to learn a deeper truth about that person and in the same time, learn a deeper truth about myself. Because whether we realize it or not, even though we experience life separately, we're born tabula rasa or, or empty slate, and we have a subjective human experience in which we are uh, uh, experiencing life as being separate from everybody else, I know that we're all the same. That's, that's me. That's me now. That's me. And so I operate from that place. So my personal relationships are pretty rewarding. The only, the only strain, of, strain on it is that I, right now, I'm so busy with the hustle and bustle. Like I said, I have five podcasts to record just today, you know, outside of this one. So this would be number six. And I'm glad I'm starting off with this one because I have the most energy. I'm, I'm and, and I had no idea I had, was going to have issues with my mic and everything. But um, 
but yeah, man, um, as long as I have the time, you know, or rather as long as I am intentional about telling my time to spend time with my people, that's when my relationships are the most healthiest, but it's easy for me to get wrapped up in my mission and neglect those relationships. So let me, let me ask the strange question here. When you then say that everybody's living life individually, which is true, what happens when you start hearing when people saying, oh, we're all in this together and we want to have similarities or we have groups of people that hang around each other because of similar paths, quote unquote. And based on what you're saying, it doesn't sound like that's the case in regards to we're all living in similar paths. We all go through our own individual journey. So how do you look at that? Yeah, we all go through our own individual journey, but we're all here to answer the same question, which is the who am I? And so that's that's where we have the commonality at. You know, whether we realize it or not, that's what we always answer. And when a person feels empty, when they become complacent, um, uh, it's usually because they stop answering the question, who am I? You know, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter what your uh, uh, sexual orientation is, what your gender is, what your, what, your, so, what your ethnicity is. None of those things matter when it comes down to happiness. Happiness and peace and these higher emotions, they are in relation to how authentic we are being authenticity is tied to how closely in alignment we are with our values. Our values represent who we are in this place. The closest thing that represents who we are in this place of isness where everything is and nothing is not. And so when it comes down to people, um, yeah, we here together, but that doesn't mean that we're all here on the same mission, you know, and we, we most certainly, uh, I take on the, 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 the belief in the, the practice of, you know, I am my brother and sister's keeper. You know, so I do believe that we're all here together, but just because we're using the same words doesn't mean we're reading from the same dictionary. So I got to understand what a person's principles are, because if you don't have principles that are congruent to mine, if you're not a principled person, which I find is rare these days, if you're not a principled person and your principles are not congruent to mine, then I can't fool with you because you may not you may not bite me right now. But at some point when the squeeze happens, your principles will be expressed which if you don't have any, they will be hedonistic in nature in nature and selfish. And so that's when I get bit. So I specifically align myself with people who are energetically aligned with me via uh, congruence and value system. Well, here's, I, I'm going to tell you, your one answer, there's so much to unpack there. And that's a good thing. I, I like it because you have a, you have a thinking man's answer, which I love because there's so many different ways that you can go with this. But you did reference a couple of different things. And I, and I kind of want to take a little deeper dive, if you don't mind. Please. Do you think that some of the programming that most people get comes directly from their parents? Do you think that that's some of the portion that really aligns on what, they're go- what part of their trajectory can be going for? Oh, most certainly uh, from their parents. But their parents have also been indoctrinated. So it's really about what, what generation will choose to get out of the matrix. We were born in the, we were still being taught according to the industrial age philosophy. The industrial age, we needed factory workers. They, the, the rich the people needed factory workers. They were wartime, they needed factory workers. And the schooling system is based off of that as well. All of this is a form of indoctrination. And so when you look at school, you have to answer tests, you have to meet certain requirements, and then you answer to an authority figure, training even us as kids to follow instructions to not be intentional about life, but rather to be intentional about following instructions from somebody in charge. 
And so we go through school and then, uh, and, I, and I've said this many times, uh, we have a graduation where the very word graduation can be seen as a combination of the words gradual and indoctrination. We've been gradually indoctrinated into American way of thinking, but all of us, if we turn in our critical thinking hat, we have to ask ourselves, what is the American way of thinking and does all of it benefit us? Is it the healthiest way of going about life, you know? You have such good answers. I'm, I'm going to tell you that. And I don't normally say that to people because I always get like, I always think that's such a dumb comment for somebody to say, let's just be realistic. I say that all, all the time when somebody <laughs> tells that to me, that's such a great question. Um, but I never tell anybody they have great answers. Now, the other portion is, when, because it is programming, and I love that you use the matrix terminology for sure. But you said on the previous answer as well that we are our brother's keeper. You also had reference to me prior on some of the information that you had sent over um, that some of your interests are spirituality. So do you look at it from that standpoint, from a faith-based portion on your bro- your your brother's keeper? I hate titles. I mean, I, I, I don't hate titles. We'll, we'll say spirituality. We don't have to say faith-based. We can say spirituality if that works better. No, I am a faith. I, I, I'm full of faith, but the faith... The faith that I have, besides my own personal religious uh, beliefs, uh, which I believe all of us have religion, honestly. Religion is every thought, word, and deed. But I am a Christian, but I'm not exactly uh, the run-of-the-mill Christian. Um, in that. Oh, there's so many different things that that could mean. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm more into uh, understanding the universal codes that guide everything. Because... Okay. Things, the way that this physical manifestation presents itself, it presents itself in different ways, but the spiritual laws remain the same. And so for me, I am my brother's keeper. That's part, yeah, I do combine spirituality with what it is that I know. Science only goes so far. And even more so now, they're showing, they're proving that because of quantum mechanics and what's being done via quantum mechanics and quantum physics. When you think about the superposition and you have an, uh, an atom in multiple places at the same time. I mean, how close is that to the Christian concept of omnipresence? You know, like these things are being proven. And so I know, I know that these spiritual truths have always been around and that no matter what your belief system is, those that go deepest in their own understanding of this earth, they always come to the same conclusion. In Christianity, there's reap what you reap, what you sow. In Buddhism, they may call it karma. And in and, and, uh, science, uh, or if you're, if you're strictly a science person, Newton, Sir Isaac Newton's third law of thermodynamics states, if every action is an equal and opposite reaction. They're saying the same thing, just in different ways. When you go deeper in your knowledge, you always come to the same center. You know? This is The Jay Allen Show. There is a lot of misconceptions when it comes to the world of virtual private networks or VPNs. Let me tell you real quick about my favorite VPN service, NordVPN. I hear people say all the time that VPNs have the reputation of slowing down your internet speed, but not with NordVPN. It's because they are the fastest VPN in the world. I don't have to sacrifice internet speed for better security with NordVPN. My 
my traffic is routed through a secure encrypted tunnel, which protects my data and privacy. I can also have NordVPN on to up to six devices, so all my devices are protected. I will tell you, I have used NordVPN throughout all of North America and have never ran into an issue with the service. And now for an exclusive offer for you, get up to 73% off of a two-year plan plus four months for free. Yeah, you heard me right there. Four months for free. All you have to do to get this offer is go to nordvpn.com forward slash safety FM. That's nordvpn.com forward slash safety FM or use code safety FM at checkout. There is a 30-day money-back guarantee if NordVPN is not for you, so there's no risk whatsoever. It's the equivalent to buying a cup of coffee every month, a small price to pay for premium cybersecurity and access to vast amounts of entertainment. So go right now to NordVPN.com forward slash safety FM. That's NordVPN.com forward slash safety FM to get this special offer or use the code safety FM at checkout. Remember, 73% off for a two-year plan plus four months for free. And we are back on the Jay Allen Show on Safety FM. You know, it's great that you mentioned that because there's not a lot of people that I'm able to sit around and have a conversation about quantum mechanics with. So I appreciate you actually (laughs) bringing it up. And it's interesting because you almost stole exactly the same point that I was going to make. It's interesting on the when you take a look at the different, we'll say, forms of religions or faith or however you want to base it, that there have some similarities. Um, We can talk about what you were just referencing. We can talk about the flood if you want to do that as well, that there at some point there is something that's kind of even. So when you take a look and you look at the over universal appeal to it, do you say that we're kind of all doing the same thing in a different sequence, but trying to get to the same destination? Yes. Yes. And, and some of us are much more skilled than others at doing so. When you see these gurus and, uh, you know, people like the Dalai Lama and whatnot, these people are not meant to be idols. Uh, they're, and, and, and it's much easier. Uh, I would imagine it would be much less challenging to be a monk if I live in a monastery. It's not so easy to be a monk if I live in Baton Rouge and I'm trying to get to work and it's a high traffic time period and people are driving crazy on the road. You see... There's so many distractions throughout life. The really the, the only thing that I can rely on that's solid are my value systems. So those who are authentic or have developed a skill of operating through their values. I'm not saying you need to move to a monastery because I'm not living in a monastery. I still live through my values. What I'm saying is that it's about skillfully practicing living through your values. The moment that you don't do that, now you're being guided by the mind and what it wants, and the mind is only looking for threats. So it's operating based off of fears. The longest distance any of us will ever take is the distance between our head and our hearts. When you begin to operate from your heart space, now you can channel the mind. You can move through the mind and, and use the mind for what it's meant to be, which was a tool. The mind was created last, not first. The body is not an extension of the mind. The mind is an extension of the body. But if it gets that, and so it puts its its priorities first, which are fear-based, always looking for threats, you know? And that's why we have the tendency to want to hide ourselves instead of be our true, authentic self. 
But that's the myth that the mind tells us because the mind says that you will be safe from pain if you hide yourself. Let me tell you, life is going to bring pain no matter what, whether you hide in the closet or whether you choose to be your authentic self. So which one will get you free? You know, that's what I thought about. Which one will get me free? And of course, being my authentic self is that. If I got to deal with pain anyway, then screw it. You know, I'm going to be my authentic self in the process. If I'm going to be judged by people anyway, I'd rather be judged for being my authentic self than be judged for hiding in the closet. If I'm going to be talked about anyway, I'd rather be talked about while I'm out here doing my, 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 my thing as opposed to hiding in the closet. You know, if I'm going to be miserable, if I'm going to be miserable, I'm not going to be miserable if I'm being myself. <laughs> just, yeah, because that's, that's, that's a horrible example. But if I am miserable, if I'm in a state of misery, which I was in before, then that's a sign for me to seek out my true authentic self because it's only when I'm living through my values that I have any sense of fulfillment. If we notice our values, your values are basically what's important to you. If you wake up every day and do what's important to you, then you are living a values-based life. You are experiencing fulfillment and now you've invited in happiness because happiness is not a destination to be reached. It's the way we travel. When you look up the etymology of the word happiness, it's to do that which produces the experience of happiness. It is an action word. It is in the present. The moment that you begin pursuing happiness is the moment you decide you will never experience happiness. Man, there, I, I, something tells me that we could go on for a very, very, very long <laughs> period of time because I have so many more questions to ask you. So to an extent, you believe that we are a representation of what they were t- deemed in the matrix, a representation of our digital selves. Mm. So with that being said, What's your take on social media? And- <laughs> well, that's just a, there's so many takes that we could take from that. I mean, I know that's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a, it's something that we must adapt to while it's good mm-hmm. and that it, it helps us to stay in touch. There's so much ignorance around it for all of us because it's so new, including the creators of it. They didn't expect for it to 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 cause the issues that it has caused from uh, election interference, from foreign agents, um, all the way down to a person trying to cope with with uh, the ending of a relationship. And yet they tune in and because Facebook's algorithm shows their ex every time they tune in. Now they see their ex with somebody else, which then causes more torment, things like that. Uh, social media, we we as a society, we're not prepared for. I believe that it's helpful because I wouldn't be on your show right now were it not for social media, you know. But outside of of that, when we go to seeking answers on social media, that's when we decide that we are uh, basically acquiescing or, or throwing a dart in, in in the middle of a dark room, you know. Like it's there's no answers to be found on social media, you know. I mean, there are people that can help guide you, but any true guide, they guide you into the dawning of your own understanding. They don't give you your uh, their knowledge. They don't say, be like me, like a lot of these uh, charlatans. Let me not go off on people, but there's a lot of people out there that says... <laughs> You're being too kind. You're being too kind now. I mean, if there's something out there, go for it. I- I'm good with okay, this. All right. this because these, these are conversations that we need to have. Um I, th- I, I find it hilarious, the fake famous thing. It's just mind boggling to me. Um, people renting out rooms that are that look like jets to say that they're flying in some jet that they're not flying in or buying likes or buying people to, you know, to follow them on social media for it to be like, look at my life. It's so important. And when you start taking into the whole account of how this affects somebody mentally, 
I think it's an important conversation because you get to interact with people that other people don't get to see. And I mean that in a fashion that, you know, I'm not saying, hey, let's open let's open the fourth wall up and you tell me exactly what they're telling you. But some of these things bother people out there where I want my life to be similar to whoever down the road. Yeah. Because this is the life that they're living. And I'm not saying, hey, post the worst thing of your life. But you don't see a lot of people posting of, hey, you know, the stuff hit the crapper today. It all hit the fan and it's all over the place. Not a conversation most people have. It's, oh, I'm going to I'm going to Dubai and to this fancy place. And that's not everyone's life. Mm -hmm. They want to see it that way. Mm -hmm. I've I've made a habit of, well, more so now I'm more business-like. So I just post a lot of things about my brand now. But I've always made a habit on social media of expressing all seasons of my heart because I'm a human being and I want to give them an image as if life is supposed to be nothing but pleasure. That's bullshit. Life isn't all about uh, uh, pleasure. That's, that's hedonistic. The moment that you believe that life is all about pleasure, um, you know that you've completely lost yourself to the desires of the mind, which is hedonistic. Much of our growth and anything not growing is is dead, and we should be growing to the day that we die. But much of our growth will be growing pains, not growing pleasures. If we don't adopt the mentality to lean into our discomfort based off of our values to grow through that pain, then we recycle that same situation again and again and again until we get some understanding. That's the reason why that pain is there. That pain is there because we ignored that understanding. And until we get that understanding, that exact pain that we experience will be there. That's the same thing I told people when I was a mental health clinician in a a multi-level security prison. And when I was teaching anger management and parenting classes, you know, a lot of some of the younger ones in particular, I love the old cats in the prison, but the younger ones in particular that just got in there with this cocky attitude. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to do it better next time. I said, all right, dumbass, I'll see you in about six months after you get out. Sure enough. Yeah. Either we get understand, and I don't mean to call anybody dumbass, you know, but there's a, there's a I, I get it. There's a moment where it's needed. Yeah, I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, there's, there's, there's that shock factor, you know. I mean, and, and honestly, dumb, from my understanding, the word dumb means you can't learn. Stupid means that you refuse to learn. So really, he was being stupid and not dumb, you know. Uh, but dumb is an antiquated word. It was a, it was an appropriate legal word at one point in time, but now it's uh, inappropriate. But anyway, yeah, man, in this life, we get knowledge. Or we, either we get understanding. Or we get pain that's supposed to bring about understanding. And you, you mentioned something earlier about, uh, you, you mentioned about social media and the mental health impact of social media. Yeah, this facade, because we're all seeking to answer that question, who am I? And when you have these these pseudo, these pseudo leaders coming out, um, renting out planes and whatnot, saying, hey, be like me. Let me, this is why values are so important. This is why principles are so important. So for anybody out there who, who has the, who's getting caught up in that, or you know somebody caught up in that, understand this. My favorite author, Khalil Gibran, he says, seek not to find the path to God, but rather seek to find God on your path. It's not about moving over here, switching up your entire life and doing what this person says you need to do so that you can be in a phony plane with the phony friends and everything else like them. It's not about that. It's about going deeper in what the hell you already know. I am a Christian. If I meet somebody who's atheist, I say, okay, that's great. Just go deeper in what you understand. If I meet somebody who's Buddhist, great. Go deeper in what you understand. If I meet somebody who's Christian, all right, great. Go deeper in what you understand. Because if you go deep enough, you will not be able to tell the difference between someone who's Buddhist versus someone who's Christian versus someone who's Hindu versus someone who's atheist. 
you would not be able to tell the difference between them. Because just like the earth, if we dig long enough, we all reach the same center. And that's what the game is about. It's about answering that question, who am I? We find a deeper, we, with each time that we answer that question, because it's never just, bam, that question is answered. It's a gradual process of answering that question. And so it's not about finding the truth, but these individual truths about ourselves. And as we experience life, which we come here to have a full experience, the more truths that we gather, the freer we become, the more empowered we become, and the more decisions we make in that new level of awareness. It's about expanded awareness. You know, ignorance and freedom cannot coexist. I swear that we could be here for hours. I, I, I wanted, I want to tell you this. So, so tell us about the school of the outliers. I'm, I'm interested in what you have to offer here. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I definitely should have write down the script. See, I'm, this is where I have to develop the skill of selling myself a little bit better. I'm not, I've never been used to doing that. But uh, the school of outliers, I created it uh, because honestly, I am. I've, I've considered myself to be an outlier for quite some time. I just never really fit in. And so an outlier I learned in while I was getting my criminology degree, uh, it's a, a statistical anomaly outside of the the margin. So in a classroom, let's say a kindergarten classroom, if they wanted to calculate the average age, they would throw out the teacher's age because they would be an anomaly that would mess up or skew the results. Well, I've always been this anomaly. You know, um, I was the only African-American male to graduate through uh, my high school, in my high school class, because there was a drug bust. I think it was my sophomore year in, uh, in my neighborhood. And most of the African-American men, which many of, wasn't many of them to begin with, most of them were incarcerated, except for two of us. Um, and the other person, uh, he dropped out when everybody else went to prison. So I was one of the only black men to to, uh, I was the only black man to cross the stage for my high school graduation. I was the only black man to be in walk across the stage during my master's degree graduation. Like it, it, there's so many times throughout my life where I had to do things by myself. And I didn't realize that that theme of being an outlier and having to just be intentional and operate in my values, even when I don't have a team beside me, that that would be there, that that would have to be a necessary a component. Now I have a team. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm, de- I'm still developing. I have like at least two strong team members, right? So I'm developing a team now, but first I had to develop myself before I got my team. Otherwise I would have lost my identity in my team. I don't lose my identity in my team. My team and how they operate is defined based off of my identity and what I'm putting out there, this mission statement. Otherwise it wouldn't be on my team. And so this process had to happen, you know? So, when it comes to it, what does the school oh, of outliers offer? Yes. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I get it. We get passionate about stuff. Don't get me wrong. I just want to make sure that people can go to the site. So we have the podcast. Is that so? Uh, that's 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 on there. Um, besides that, I'm releasing my online course, The Lit Factor, which is living in truth. That's being released uh, real soon. I'm thinking by the end of the month. The hurricane put a. I was supposed to celebrate. Uh, sort of kind of the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina by the releasing the course on the date of Hurricane Katrina. But of course, Hurricane Ida hit the exact same damn day as Hurricane Katrina. Right. Uh, so <laughs> that's an anomaly right there. Talking about anomaly. So, <laughs> so yes. And I was supposed to release a course that day. So now I backed it up. So besides this online course, the lit factor, which is living in truth again, uh, my, my philosophy that those 
who feel the most fulfillment, who experience the most fulfillment and the most empowerment and, and, and achieve the most, uh, have the most authentic accomplishments throughout life. And I mean authentic because it doesn't matter if you have a PhD, if that's not really where your heart is at. All right. And, and a lot of people I know have PhD. What are you trying to say? No, uh-huh. <laughs> I said, what are you trying to say? I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, I say that. No, I'm saying, oh, you have a PhD? I didn't know you had a PhD. You have a PhD? Oh, great, man. Congratulations. That's awesome, man. You know, uh, but I'm telling people that educational attainment and intellectual capacity is not synonymous. So just because you don't have a PhD doesn't mean that you can't do great things in life. Matter of fact, most of the new money is college dropouts. So I honestly, I mean, getting a PhD more than like you're more than likely to, to earn less as opposed to drop. I'm not. Let me not put that out there. All right. Let's not lie about it. They want you. They automatically think that you're a scientist, and you just want to be a lab rat. Let's just be realistic. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I want to be a researcher. That's all I want to do. (laughs) (laughs) And I love research too. But besides the online course, getting into it, the School of Outliers offer an online course. Uh, I'm I'm also about to put out a mini course uh, uh, called. uh, It's basically shadow work. And shadow work is like Bob Marley said, bring light, be, be a light, bring light to the darkness. And so what we're doing is these shadow parts of ourselves that we don't understand um, that the mini course is designed to help a person develop introspection, the skill of introspection so that they can go in and understand what's going on in them so they can stop being controlled by these impulses based off of their insecurities. So there's two online courses that's going to be there. Uh, there's another. What else do I have going on? Besides the podcast on becoming out uh, on the same site, oh, I, I also released my first ebook, um, which is choosing uh, choosing to heal. You know, and that is based off of shadow work in the series that I'm doing. The book, the ebook, will be uh, it's it's basically the synopsis or the basis of which I'm going to expound upon and create the mini course too. So the lit factor is the larger course. That's 12 chapters. That's intense. That's me being there uh, coaching uh, to answer any questions because there's a difference between getting knowledge and moving from understanding to the knowing. The knowing comes whenever you take your understanding and you're able to filter it through experience and then a click happens all of a sudden. And now you see something that that was always there, but it never really clicked until just now. I want to help people have that click so they can move from understanding to knowing because people know. People know. People know a lot of things. They just don't do shit about what they know. And so I want to help people get activated and become intentional about life because intentionality reflects relationship. So what do you get on the School of Outliers site? Not only do you have those course offerings, but I'm going to be a part of the primary course, the Lit Factor. So I'll be there coaching so I can make it practical for them. Uh, but also you'll have a community of, of people that they to support. And I'll be there answering questions uh, as well. My ideally, I would like to move from Facebook and treat my website as if it's my Facebook community, because there's too many haters on Facebook and there's too much dumb shit on Facebook. So I would really like to get away from Facebook, you know, but I got to I got to put my light out there. So people, my people, my tribe, I'm not trying to attract everybody. I just want my people who can resonate with what I say to find me. You know, and then once we do that, we start setting some things up. I got some retreats. As a matter of fact, uh, my first retreat. Uh, I'm doing it with my partner, who's a dietitian. Our first retreat is going to be next summer. So there's going to be so many different offerings that I'm about to put out there, man. It's it's absurd. But the main thing is the the online course, uh, which is more of a coaching program. I'm going to say online coaching program, online transformation coaching program, uh, the lit factor. So definitely be looking at looking out for that. So, of course, I have to ask the important question. Do you sleep? Because it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> 
<laughs> it sure does not sound like it at all. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Wait. Oh, I do sleep. I do sleep. Uh, I'm just hungry, man. I'm hungry. God. And I've, I've, I've spent, when you realize how much time you spend hiding, um, and that's part of the process too, you know, getting out of that, developing the courage to be unapologetically authentic. I am tired. And, and there's so many other people out there who are suffering. Um, there's so much pain out there. And there are so many charlatans out there that are telling people, this is how you get rid of your pain and your suffering. Be like me. Again, going back to the bullshit about, uh, is it okay that I speak like this? Speak however you okay. want. Yeah, it, getting back to the bullshit about renting out planes and whatnot to impress people and shit. And so people buy into that because what the eyes see and the ears hear, the mind believes. The mind, and before I go off on a mind, let me finish that. So um, my goal is to help people get free because I realize that the reason why there's so much animosity out there, why there's so much chaos, why we're doing so much harm to killing and everything else we always project what's inside of us. In my faith, uh, the Pharisees try to holler at Jesus, like, yo, your people over here, they eating on a Sabbath. Like, they're screwing up, yo. Like, you know that's a law. Jesus was like, yo, it's not what goes in your mouth, but what comes out of your mouth that makes a man unclean. And indeed, what we do is constantly, we don't realize, we project outward what we have inside of us. And so that's, 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 that's on a mental, spiritual, energetic level, but on a physical level, because I believe that the physical is a manifestation of spiritual laws. Think about it. When we ask to borrow a cup of sugar, we say, do you have a cup of sugar that I can borrow? A person must first possess that which you're seeking to receive from them. And so many a times we're seeking love and affection and attention and validation and self-worth from people who do not validate themselves, who do not have self-worth themselves. And so they can't give you what it is that you're looking for. So you're essentially going to a closed down restaurant, assuming that you're going to get fed. And we do it again and again and again. And so that's why the suffering continues, because the longer that you do that, the pain increases because that's deprivation. Deprivation is to be. Uh, uh, the pain of not having a need met for an extended period of time, which then leads to compulsion. Compulsion is when we behave in an inauthentic manner, uh, in an inauthentic, inauthentic manner, because we're in a fight or flight stage. Because now we're in a stage of de- we're in a state of desperation from all of that deprivation. So, how do we get free from that? Is by choosing to be authentic, to choose to live through our values, no matter the cost. Understand that sometimes you will experience pain because of your values. But your pain is not less wondrous than your joy. The sweet ain't sweet without the bitter, you know? And so we've come here to have a full human experience. There are people who who have uh, who are affluent, who are wealthy, and we look at them and we go, man, they got it made. But yet the suicide rates are highest among affluent white men. Why? They're at the top of the food chain, people. Why are the suicide rates, if they're so happy, why the suicide rates are the happiest among affluent white men? It's because life is not about your how much your goddamn how much money you have in your goddamn purse. It's, life is not about that. It's not about how many people you can buy, how much coke you can snort, how many friends you can buy, how how big of a, how big of a, 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 a brush job you can make for your wife, whatever it is, your mistress. It's not about that. 
Life is about how authentic, how true are you being to yourself? It's about living in your truth. The moment that you decide to live in your truth, not somebody else's, not your parents, not what you've inherited, but move back to being who you are inherently. When you move back to that, now you become lit up for life. Now you got something to represent. Now you got a message, you know, and that's where I'm at. And that's what the lit factor is about. That's what my online coaching course is about. I have to tell you, I love it, Harry. You have to guarantee me this will not be the first and last. <laughs> this, we, have, we have to do this again. Most certainly. Most certainly. Most certainly, man. Hey, it's a pleasure. We, we, we at that time? We're at that time. So, But here's the thing. You're going to have to come back. You're definitely going to have to come back. I appreciate you coming on to the show. Want more of the Jay Allen Show? Go to safetyfm.com. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. So do you feel like you're missing out on what everyone is starting to do now, that live streaming thing, and you don't know where to start or what to do? I have the resource and the information to provide to you in regards on how you can stream onto 40 social media platforms all at one time. Yes, that's 44-0 social media platforms all at one time. All you'll need to do is go to safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's O-N-E. So just in case. And you'll be able to start live streaming just like you're hearing people starting to do right now up to 40 social media platforms.